0: handle on the news
1: handle on the news here's bill handle
2: all right wow it's already friday uh this week went uh very not so quickly Yeah, it's just...
3: You had a day off. How could it not go quickly? Uh, You're right.
2: Uh, Because uh, it was a weekend in our head. I was watching, I was binging with Marjorie, and uh, she said, oh, it's Sunday already. I go, no, no, no. It's going to be Thursday tomorrow. So that completely screwed up our day for sure. All right. Uh, It is Friday, though. And
0: uh, it's Friday. It's... Is it also Friday? Friday. Oh, I know what you're trying to have happen. Yeah, I know. Uh, Did you tell him, though? I did. Okay. Uh, Okay. Hey, it's Friday. Hey, it's Friday. Okay, I think we're past. Oh, I just looked at my uh, phone.
2: It's Friday. Friday, Great timing. And it's Friday. You know, we almost did that on a Monday. (laughs) 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 All right morning, Jennifer Jones Lee. Hi, Handel. Good morning. And good. And good morning, Wayne Resnick. Good morning. And uh, good morning, Alex. And good afternoon, John. Good night, Bill. Uh, <laughs> and that's time for Handle on the Law. Uh, that's right. Six o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> you walk through
0: a storm, keep your head. Wait, hey. you can't. John. John, that was good. No, oh, no. you allow you allow yeah. the torture song oh, I, to be know, used when you're not is, torturing. By the way,
2: for those people that don't know what's going on, oh, Jennifer's giving me the look. And good but, for you, John. Uh, what happens on Saturday morning when I can't get phone calls because it's a caller-driven uh, show, as you know. Right. And uh, you know, the ninety percent of the time, it's always you know calls. Or people are waiting an hour. Occasionally, uh, I can't get a phone call, and then what I'll say is, you know what. I don't get any phone calls. Here's what you're going to listen to. When you walk through a storm. Now, this is Jerry Lewis at his telethon. As he ends it, you'll never walk alone. And he's all bedraggled, and his tie is undone, and he's sweat through his clothes, and he's been up for 24 hours. And uh, then, um, I mean, it was very funny. Jerry Lewis uh, was thrown out of the telethon. Uh, which is, uh, you have to give him credit. He raised a couple of billion dollars over the years. There's a Jerry Lewis uh, center in, at UCLA for, I think, neurological diseases. Uh, but, I mean, he was shameless. I mean, he would literally, well, not literally, but he would have kids uh, leave their wheelchair and crawl across the stage begging for money. He was shameless. Anyway, so what I do is if I don't get phone calls, I tell people this is what you're going to listen to. And if when it's
3: you a, walk through, and if it's storm. a twenty
2: after, I'm going to say we're going to
3: listen to this for forty minutes. Hell, I'd call you just to stop it. And that's
2: exactly what people do. <laughs> the lines explode. It's a brilliant tactic. Yeah, just explode. We've never gone past just a few seconds of that. All right, uh, a lot going on today. The Thai rescue. Uh, we talked about how difficult it is. Oh man, uh, there's an example. Uh, Pruitt, Scott Pruitt has resigned finally. He should have done that a long time ago. And then the trade wars. I have a story uh, to uh, share with you about the trade war that is just stunning. Stunning. Okay, but first, uh, let's do it. Handle on the news. Lead story.
0: It
2: is hot, hot, hot. But is it a schwitz? No. It is not a schwitz. Unfortunately, but. it is too dry, which means fires have exploded. Uh, the heat wave hit. I went to work out yesterday. 108 degrees oh. outside. outside. Out, yeah, inside it was reasonably air conditioned. Oh, I mean, if it was 108 degrees inside, no one would have exercised. Uh, no one would have worked out. But, but the humidity is expected to rise tomorrow. I'm glad to hear that.
3: But will it feel schwitzy? I don't know. See, it's it takes a lot to feel Schwitzy. But today's highs: upper 80s at the beaches, upper 90s for Metro LA and OC, maybe just cresting 100, over 110 for the valleys in the IE today.
2: Mm. So 110 you- here in Burbank. Uh, yes, it's going to be absolutely delightful.
3: Uh, energy, the energy companies are saying, please set your power at like 78 ish. Uh, advocates for animals are saying make sure that you keep your pets cool and make sure that you don't walk them on hot surfaces today because you can burn the pads on their feet.
2: Oh, it's crazy. Uh, Yesterday, I don't have the heater on in my swimming pool, obviously, and uh, our housekeeper, Maria, who just came back from uh, Peru, uh, her uh, grandson with her daughter came over yesterday and asked if they can use the pool. And I said, of course not. We don't let the help use the pool. Are you out of your mind? And uh, he jumped in anyway when I wasn't looking. Bastard. And, I love that kid. And he said uh, it, the, it was delightful. I mean, the pool was just fresh and it was uh, with absolutely no heat. And it's a deep pool. When you have a shallow pool four feet or five feet across, it's fairly easy to keep the water reasonably warm. We are putting in one of those nine-foot pools like idiots. And uh, anyway, let's move on.
3: Okay, so now I can't get this. There we go. Uh, oh, we've got an update on the little boy who was abandoned at Union Station.
2: My mom loved and lots of drugs.
3: So police That's are trying to figure out like why them. a mom apparently did abandon her son at Union Station. Remember yesterday we were trying to figure out if the woman who was seen playing with the little boy right before she picked up a couple of bags and took off was in fact the mom. Now they think that in fact she was, but they're trying to figure out what was the intent? What was her um, just to hear, mental status? Is right that because right she came back? Well, yeah, and the, first of all, she didn't, it, they don't know, they're not saying at this point, did she call the authorities?
2: No, it looks like she didn't.
3: Probably not. There yes. was an uncle who said he eventually saw right. on social media the little boy and went and got him. But they're trying to figure out why would this mom do that?
2: Could be that she just went a little squirrely. I mean, there may be some mental issues issues here. You know the court. Has referred her to a uh, psychiatric evaluation. She's on a hundred thousand uh, dollars bail, which of course means no bail. And there's a whole issue there we've talked about before. There's court cases on that being high bail is effectively no bail. All right. Oh, this is the story. Well, they, I,
0: I know uh, uh, we were so everybody was so happy and even relieved when they found those uh, that Thai soccer team and their coach alive and relatively well. Well, now a former Thai Navy diver has died. He was going back to the command center that they set up under there after he delivered some oxygen tanks to the part of the cave system where the boys are, and he ran out of air right. while he was underwater.
2: So I, I, I'm assuming, because uh, I've gone scuba diving with an instructor, I mean, and, and I ran out of air. And it uh, doesn't matter. I was 10 feet below the surface, and I immediately surfaced uh, because I ran out of air, so I went right to the top. He was bug-eyed. He was so frightened that we ran out of air at 10 feet below uh, the surface. This guy is in a passageway and runs out of air, and there's no place for him to go. Can you imagine the panic? Can you imagine what must go through his mind? Uh, I mean, I was frightened, and I knew I was – I mean, I was scared, and I just went straight up, and there, there was no issue. And that goes to show you, well, it, it may not show you how dangerous this is. It could be that there was a mistake
0: in how much air uh, was in the tank. And that's still part of the danger, though, right. if your instrument, yeah, something's wrong with yeah, the they're calibration. Having, they're
2: having a tough time with this. They're trying to teach the kids uh, how to scuba, uh, how to swim. I don't think swimming is a big deal here. Because uh, they could probably hold on yeah, to Yeah, this is not swimming. Tethered. This do is that. simply not panicking because there's gonna be someone in front, someone behind, and they're going to, you know the kids are gonna have a, a a rope and all they have to do is flop their feet around, uh do the what do they call that uh when they you flop your feet? When you do the uh um, kicking that's it, the kicking. Yeah. That's it. They call it kicking. That's yeah. the word, yes. That's I knew that word somewhere to kick. It's a verb, isn't it?
0: Remember when uh, you used to do cocaine all the time?
2: Yes. And then you stopped? Yes. You kicked kicked. it. That's correct. All right. right. Well, I think at this point we'll take a break uh, and uh, continue on. In the meantime, uh, Jennifer Jones. Papai handle here on a Friday, July sixth. Uh you betcha it was celebrating uh, uh, D Day, which was uh thirty two days ago. Okay. That made absolutely, yeah, what can I tell you? I'm just going through the dates, okay? Why don't we go back to handle, oh, I know, you're looking at me weird.
0: You and, want to do a segment where we just bring you a calendar and you go through and every day that you know of something that happened Yeah, but, on that but, it, but day, it can't be it? on
2: that date. It has to be a month or two months uh, on either side. So 74 days ago.
3: That's correct. Okay, stuff like
2: that. All right, uh, let's do it. More handle on the news.
3: A lot of people say this should have happened 74 days ago. Now Scott Pruitt is out. Great Scott,
2: finally, and the shocker in Washington is it took so long, he has had more ethical violations, issues, investigations than anybody in the government, and the president kept on backing him up, why? Because he's been the most effective administrator that the president has had in unwinding the EPA. Wiping out its powers, changing all the Obama policies, uh, taking all the regulations, gas uh, mileage, um, environmental controls, all gone. All gone. Well, he, as attorney general, filed lawsuit. I think it was Oklahoma. Lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit against the EPA. And they name him the EPA ahead of the EPA. So the new guy, Wheeler. Right, He comes aboard, and he was a coal industry lobbyist. Hey, why not? Ah, God bless America.
0: Well, we're down to three. President Trump has narrowed his shortlist for the Supreme Court nomination to three. Mm. Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett. Did I just say Amy? Amy Coney Barrett. I messed it up again. Goodbye. It, Amy is a, Amy it is Coney, Coney. Yeah, Barrett, there and Raymond
2: Kethledge. Yeah, and it looks like Kavanaugh is the front runner at this point, is what we're hearing. And I'm going to go through this a little bit later where the detractors of this, of any one of these, uh, especially that Susan Collins of Maine, who's screaming, President, President, they have to follow President with Roe v. Wade. That's a crock. That is a complete, utter crock. And I'll I'll explain that that uh, it's the president's call, and it's it's I'll explain later on. I mean, I just there's so many ways to go on this, but the bottom line is the president can choose whatever whoever he wants, and he is asking for well well credentialed people. And anyway, let's just move on. And there's an uh, there's also a constitutional issue. What does advice and consent mean? We know what consent is. No
3: one knows what advice means. Chuck Schumer thinks the president should tap an Obama Supreme Court nominee as his choice. Does he not see
2: that the barn door is open? Yeah. (laughs) Does he not quite get whose job it is to nominate? Does he sort of missed it?
3: Yeah, he wants him to tap Merrick Garland.
2: Okay. Why? Because, number one, it's uh, because Merrick Garland uh, is a moderate. It's probably why. And if it were... If it were the most qualified person on this planet, Trump would not nominate that person because the nomination was Barack Obama. Anything Obama is bad.
3: Like, Anything. Like Trump's going to go, Chuck, that's a great idea. Yeah, crazy. I hadn't name. thought of that before.
0: Well, here in California, maybe we will get a net neutrality bill.
3: Don't go changing on me.
0: But listen to the, uh, you know, I love to talk about how up in Sacramento, they're both evil and stupid at the same time. So uh, we know the FCC rescinded all the net neutrality rules. And here in California, they said, well, we're going to pass a law and we're going to make you have to have net neutrality in the state. And then they got a bill. And. This is Democrat-on-Democrat legislative violence that happened. They had this bill, and one guy, uh, Miguel Santiago from right here in L.A., put in some amendments to make the bill weaker and then pushed through the vote without any testimony, which is really you're not supposed to do, right? So everybody was like, you've betrayed your entire party by doing this, dude. What is your problem, and why do you hate net neutrality? Well, apparently they've worked it out, And now they're back with a strong bill that even the Santiago guy says he supports because I think they realized let's not sell it as net neutrality is important. Let's sell it as this is a way to stick it to Trump. And now everybody's on board. But I have a technical question about
2: net neutrality, Mm -hmm. and that is you have – the the premise of net neutrality, of course, is that the providers – Once you've uh, run out of your uh, whatever allotted uh, the uh, allotted uh, amount that you pay, then slow down the um, The slow down the speed. And uh, then if you don't pay a certain amount, you get two different kinds of uh, two different kinds of plans slower plan, faster plan. But my question is, how does that work with just California?
0: You if you are if you want to be an the way it would work is if you want to be an internet provider in yeah. and you want to be able to operate in California you have to. you have to follow net neutrality which would
2: probably I mean well, technically speaking uh, since it's a national uh, you'd plan, have
0: to just follow net neutrality across the country across the country See, so in, therefore in order to comply that's what
2: I that's what I'm thinking uh, for example. as a practical man yeah I mean I'm talking practically uh, the analogy here is gas mileage. Uh, And or environmental protections when it comes to cars, Uh, they can only issue so much or they can only throw into the air so many pollutants per million parts or whatever the hell it is. And it's only California. They're the stiffest ones. However, the car manufacturers make cars across the country that meet California standards because it's just such a big market. And that's exactly my question here is I don't know how you delineate one state from another when you're dealing with net neutrality. Because the car manufacturers would have to make different models for California and then different models for Arizona,
3: and they just, we're not going to do it. You know who I think you should talk to this about or talk with this? R.D.? Talk about this, yes. Rich DeMuros, who's coming on with you later. At 8 o'clock.
2: Okay, Uh, let's take a break and come back. And uh, we've got a, still a lot to talk about. Uh, sanctuary laws. Yeah. Well, yeah, Supreme Court in California. I mean, California may as well just secede from the United States with uh, the president being the president and then come back, make an application after Trump leaves office. And uh, we'll go through that in just a moment. KFI AM 6.
0: It's not just a
2: Schwitz, it's Schwitz Watch. Watch. It's going to be hot, but not a Schwitz. Oh, yes. Hey, good morning to you. It's Free Movie Friday with Adam Tickets, uh, giving you a chance at uh, movie tickets free. Text them now at text reporter to Adam1, A-T-O-M-1, for your chance to win. It's the Adam Tickets app uh, where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions all from your phone, skip the lines. Standard data and text messages rates may apply. I don't even know what that means anymore. Like, turn off your pagers. You know, people still say that in movie theaters. You go, what what in God's name are you talking about? And you've got the young people going, what? Wow, what's a pager? pager? Yeah. All right. Uh, Back we go as we continue on with Handel on the news. Jennifer Jones, Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me.
3: Handel, I feel as if you were to introduce this story, you might say something like, a judge has said, on the president's efforts to block two California sanctuary laws. No, he said a third fed. Oh, I have to say a third one? Yeah,
2: just a third of a fair. Oh, fair. It fit. fair. Instead of fair, it's a hit. And uh, why is that?
0: Uh, look, I don't want to be that guy or pedantic, but I think technically he said two-thirds of a fair to the Trump administration. <laughs> there were three laws on the table, and the judge said California can keep doing two of them. So isn't that two th- is that two thirds yeah. of a fair? fair. Yeah, yeah. All right.
2: that's two thirds. Right. Right, right. So the Trump administration gets one fair. So or a third of a fair. Anyways, it has to do with um, uh, the law requiring the state uh, to review uh, detention facilities.
3: He refused to block that one.
2: Refused to block that one. Uh, and also uh, preventing law enforcement from providing release dates and personal information on jail Uh, Inmates, remember that it was prohibited under sanctuary law. Right. Right. Uh, The judge said it's not prohibited. Right. You can do it. And then a a third law that uh, uh, prohibits employers from allowing immigration officers on their premises unless the officials have a warrant. And the judge said, oh, no, they can do that.
0: Employers can let whoever they want on their premises.
2: Because there is a law now where the employers, if they let, a federal agent on their premises without a warrant, they are fined. The employers, I mean, ridiculous amounts of money. I, it's just insanity.
0: But did he rule on, he didn't really rule on the merits, right? He just said, right now I'm not going to block the state on these two laws. That's the way that I think. That doesn't mean the state will prevail necessarily right. it, it, down this the This all road. has
3: to
2: do with injunctions. This all has to right. do with pre- preliminary moves, yes.
0: Uh, okay, so the Trump administration has raised their estimate of the number of children who have been separated from their parents. Someday, I guess we, everybody was saying about 2,000. They're right. saying it's about 3,000. 3, right? Okay. Yeah, it's a poker game. 2,000. I'll raise you 1,000. I got 100 of them are toddlers. That's What true. do I get for that? That's correct. And
2: it's um, – here's what this, the feds are saying, and they're going to comply with uh, the court order to put them all together – within uh, 30 days but they said we are not have to, we won't have time to vet we won't have time to uh, even create facilities for doing this it's just how we're go- we're gonna do it no one knows how but we're gonna do it and then what the feds are saying well here's one of the things we have to do we have to introduce dna evidence uh because we have to make some we have to ascertain whether there is a familial connection and then now you have the civil libertarians that are screaming, no, you can't do that. So they're between a rock and a hard place. It's, uh, it's difficult.
0: The only action that is acceptable is no action of any kind at the border. That's Whoever right. gets across, they're here. Right. Period. And then you leave them alone. Right. You don't try to stop them from getting across the border. And then you don't do anything to them after they're across the border. And that's the only thing that some people will accept.
3: Maybe they could try and get across in a Trump baby balloon. The mayor of London has okayed a giant Trump baby balloon ahead of the president's visit to the UK. I don't quite get... Uh, Trump
2: baby balloon.
3: What is is it, it that he's a whiner or something? Is that know. what
0: they're trying to I, say? Yeah, that he's a, th- th- right. They're saying it's a big baby. Do you have, you have the picture of I it, I do, right? yeah. but it's, I don't he see. He looks I like mean, a Weeble. Remember Weebles? Yeah. The toy the Weeble Weebles, wobble. they wobble. They yeah. don't. It, it looks think, like that with the orange hair on the top I, and a safety pin printed on it that he's wearing a diaper. Now,
2: if he's wearing a Nazi uniform, I can see that because it's a statement about what kind of a fascist he is and where he's going, but he's a baby. He's, I I just don't get it.
0: Well, I think some people feel that, like, if he, when people criticize him, he lashes back and he can't take criticism very well. Yeah,
2: but that's a, that's a thin-skinned...
0: Uh, yeah, anyway, um... let's just move on. I just don't get it. All right. Uh, the protester who climbed the Statue of Liberty has been charged and could get up to 18 months in prison. Since I, climbed your I hope so. Trespassing, interfering with government agency function and disorderly conduct, and it's a federal beef. So they don't mess around quite as much. Although you get in front of a federal judge who's not, you're like, I'm just this lady and I'm protesting. A lot of federal judges are going to go. Oh, that's sort of cute. uh, Slap on the wrist. And then the prosecution says, well, how about
2: those people that went to the Statue of Liberty that day? And you've got families that have saved for years and we're precluded, uh, precluded. Uh, Do you want to not punish people who stopped them
3: from going? Did you watch the president's speech last night in uh, Great Falls? Well, oh, part of it, uh, he was uh, out of his mind. He, well, he was talking about this particular situation. Uh, he was just, he's out of his with his
2: speeches. I mean, it went on and on, and uh, his his base. He could say anything, and they're screaming.
3: Well, he was talking about this woman, and he said, "Did you see the guys who went up and rescued her? I'd have just left her there. I'd have put up some nets. <laughs> I agree, and I'd have just walked away. Couldn't agree and he more." He goes, "She'd have come down eventually.
2: Eventually, she would." And let people go ahead and just visit the statue. I mean, no one is there at that it, where she was. No one climbs uh, on the robes. Right. So
3: just let her rot. Or maybe next time she could go to that other Statue of Liberty, that wrong one that was on the U.S. Postal Service stamp.
2: Of that was a terrible segue. I tried. I didn't work. Maybe she could go onto a stamp.
3: No, to the other one. Because this is no. She meant modeled. actually, it was a decent
0: set. She oh, meant yeah. she could go, go to the, to to the, to the, the in replica Vegas. in Vegas All right, I that ended All
2: right. up on the Thank stamp you. instead
0: of the real one. Okay,
2: I retract. Thank you, Wayne. I retract. I retract.
3: <laughs> so the reason that this story is a thing is because. The The Statue of Liberty that's on the stamp that came out in 2011, that Forever stamp, is actually a replica of the one that an artist made in Vegas, not actually the Statue of Liberty in New York. So the guy sued, and he won $3.5 million.
2: Copyright infringement. Yeah. Yep. And I guess uh, the government <laughs> is not Im-
0: immune to that. No.
3: They just well, and also,
0: was... the you know, the Postal Service is this quasi, weird quasi- quasi-governmental.
3: right? Right. Oh,
0: uh, right. as if they don't have enough problems over there at the all Postal right. Service. right.
2: Uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back. I have a story about a uh, NB, uh, MSN, M, MSNBC television host as well as a very well-known radio host is dead of uh, liberalism. That's his disease. We'll be right back.
3: All right.
2: KFI handle here uh, as we finish handle on the news on a Friday, July sixth.
0: Jennifer Jones, Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. Well, former MSNBC host uh, Ed Schultz has passed away at the age of sixty-four, natural
2: causes. Whatever that means, right? Sixty-four and- is pretty young to die, and he is not only was he considered uh, probably the most liberal of uh, at least in the uh, back in the day. Rachel Maddow is pretty out there. But uh, he was uh, a very acerbic, sort of over-the-top talk show host and television host. And uh, he died uh, of uh, hypocrisy because he was a complete, total hypocrite. Wow. Uh, Why? Uh, Because uh, he ended up working at RT America, Russian uh, today. And all of a sudden, he changed his tune as to how much he loved Russia. For example, he lately has been backing uh, Russia's position that there was no meddling. Mm. I mean, just, come on, really? He even spoke uh, on a panel at the annual conservative political action conference that he once compared to Nazi Germany. And all of a sudden he went the other way. So, a little hypocrisy there.
3: A former L.A. police sergeant who was locked up over the beating of Rodney King has now been charged with two counts of DUI.
2: Stacy Coon. Boy, that name's familiar. That's coming yeah. back. He was actually, he was a sergeant, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And he got nailed, uh, I think, worse than anybody uh, because he was a supervisor. He did jail time, didn't he? Well, they all did. Uh, I think he, uh, that's right. Coon and Lawrence Powell uh, went to prison on federal civil rights charges. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what was, uh, how long did he serve in jail? Two, three years? And this was federal prison because he was acquitted in uh, state court. And they had the videos. It was uh, a young lawyer, an Ethiopian guy who had sort of just graduated law school. that took the case and he won it. And it was a miracle.
3: Well, Kuhn uh, apparently is facing two misdemeanor counts for allegedly crashing his truck into a parked pickup May 1st mm. in Castaic.
0: All right. And now a police officer at Cal State Fullerton has been charged with DUI driving his patrol vehicle.
3: What does it tell you when he shows
0: up drunk uh, at a police briefing? You know, well, it was. Now, to be fair, it was in the evening. I still think that shows a problem. Uh Yes. Blood bit. alcohol uh, level 0.09, according to prosecutors. It's not that. It's just a hair over being You're not drunk. supposed to be a 0.0 anything when driving you're on duty. Driving the patrol car. Driving but a not, patrol but it's car.
2: it's not uh, a 0.23. You're not even
0: supposed to drive past a liquor billboard. No, that's probably <laughs> true. Uh, all
2: I'm saying is that it's just one uh, step above what's legally drunk. I mean, it's not screaming, falling down in a stupor drunk.
3: Hey, I know we uh, had a couple of bad cop stories, but I want to give a quick shout out to the cops in Pasadena. They're heading out to bars and clubs for educational purposes, so they're going to go out. What, how to drink? No, they're going to take breathalyzers into the clubs and just let people try them out. Oh, okay. Just as a way for people to go, holy crap, I didn't realize after a couple of whatevers, this is how high my blood alcohol is. I thought that was a really good idea.
0: It actually is. Yeah, I agree. That's that's pretty
2: it's people proactive. Have, I, I it's community- think people, There's yeah. a myth out there that if you take uh, mints, for example, yes. uh, <laughs> then uh, that covers mints it up. Mint the penny
3: in your mouth. Nobody oh, will that's notice funny. it. Well, uh, here's one more bad cop story. Uh, but he's not necessarily a cop. No, he's this a is a clerk. clerk. Yeah, that, uh, who apparently, and I don't get this, recorded people inside a restroom at the Long Beach Police Department. What I'm saying I don't get is this must be a fetish kind of thing because I don't, I don't understand it. Anyway, this guy, uh, Sergio Nieto of Downey, was arrested last month after he allegedly photographed and videotaped people inside a restroom at the department's downtown offices.
2: Now, uh, we don't know to what extent he videoed them. Just walking in the door and being in the common area or men up at the urinal, which I'm assuming is fairly easy because that's within the common area, but in the stall uh, and it doesn't say uh,
0: which restroom, men, women. No, it, it was a men's room. Oh, it was a men's room. It was a, and it was on the second floor. I don't know the layout of their department, but I'm thinking it's more likely that was an employees only, not necessarily a public restroom. It's gross no matter what. Yeah. Speaking of gross times three... um, A 49-year-old man has been arrested after exposing himself to young women on a bus, and they and he's done it before.
2: Uh,
3: Allegedly,
0: Carlos Tirado, a resident of Costa Mesa, Uh, the latest incident happened on June 19th. He positioned himself allegedly next to a 16-year-old girl on a bus in Santa Ana, exposed himself and and masturbated. Yeah,
2: and masturbated.
0: And then uh, they were looking at surveillance video, and they said, wait, this is the same guy that we arrested for right. doing this yeah. to a 22-year-old yeah. woman on a bus know, in Anaheim, crazy. and there was another in- 22-year-old woman on mm-hmm. another bus in Anaheim on another time that he yeah. did it. I
2: mean, that is uh, – I, I, you know, I wonder why people uh, – you, you know, I can see the exposing oneself. I sort of get that. But then
0: wait, masturbating s- next I, to I, someone. May I just halt the proceedings? Uh, so I understand. Please it, explain to me – uh, what you understand no, no, about one why seems, the exposing. One seems significantly more serious than oh, the other. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Oh, is... I thought you were like, I can understand no, why no, a guy no, would no, want no, to. No,
2: no, no, The only part that I find fascinating about this story is that at the time he was suffering from a very severe case of carpal tunnel syndrome.
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> God. The next story to me, I'm, try- I'm trying
0: Thanks. I love this next story so much. Karma.
3: Oh, yeah. oh, God, it's the
2: Poachers get eaten by lions and they weren't even poached. You would think they'd be poached poachers, right? Group no.
3: of rhino poachers eaten by a pride of lions. Can't
0: get better. They broke into a wildlife reserve, and the lions were like, mmm, lunchtime. Yeah. Yes, they were. Not, the poachers were not poached. They were scrambled. That is very uh. good. Well said. I love it so much right. when animals eat people who are trying to hurt animals amen and like when this. they come in i mean obviously uh. poaching
2: is a very very serious business and it's done almost at an industrial scale and uh the guards uh that are guarding these uh reserves it's shoot to kill yeah they see a poacher uh, they don't even argue they just unload on the poachers and those were former poachers they yes, hire former poachers to be the point. guards.
3: So they know all the tricks. It's yep. like hiring a hacker to, you know, help with your security of a company. Yep,
0: and then let's finish up with uh, one this
3: of the better stories. This is a
1: real stories. good
0: just-say-no story. Uh <laughs> Pennsylvania couple got high on bath salts, saw some fireflies in the sky, and shot at them. But not because they're mad at fireflies. Yeah, they thought they were space aliens. Yeah. I mean, that's been so scary. Oh, they thought the fireflies were green lasers right. coming from extraterrestrials.
3: Of course they did. So I, they, love
0: the, I love this thinking. I can, I can even get past the you think they're aliens. Then they thought space aliens are here with green lasers. I'll fire a shot in the air to scare them off. Crazy. If space aliens come, I guarantee you they're not going to be afraid no, of our no. man, manly, worldly pistols. Right.
2: And uh, there is a, a crowdfunding uh, plan out there to defend them. George Norrie is starting that. <laughs> 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 Had to go there, didn't I? Yes. Yes. Okay, coming up, uh, the top two contenders for the SCOTUS nomination... And it looks like one is probably going to make it, but there is an entire discussion as to which way, what kind of judge, precedence, uh, just crazy stuff going on. And I don't even know why the fight is there because uh, it's uh, the Trump nominee is going to win the uh, nomination. I mean, that's there's no issue. I don't know the fight or understand the fight. We'll be right back. KFI AM 640. It is uh, Friday, July the 6th. Some of the big uh, stories that we are covering. uh, That uh, Thai rescue of those uh, boys and the coach has just taken a turn for the worse. Uh, One of the Navy divers who volunteered to rescue on the way back after delivering some tanks, he drowned due to uh, lack of air. His oxygen tank uh, ran out of air. So uh, it goes to show you how difficult it's going to be if they take the kids under the water. And uh, EPA Chief Scott Pruitt has resigned. He is done. Uh, He is uh, suffering from a very bad lung problem because of smog. Actually, that's not true. And uh, then the trade wars, uh, wars really are continuing on. And I have a story to tell you later on about that, which I found stunning. All right, now. Uh, Supreme Court pick. Think that's important? Uh, Yes. Uh, Anthony Kennedy resigns. He's the swing vote. And so now it's going to be the non-swing vote, or if it is going to swing, it's swinging far right. And there are three finalists, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Raymond Kethledge, and Amy Coney. All of them on the appeals court, Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, with Amy Coney Barrett, uh, sort of, I guess, with the least amount of experience on the bench at the appeals court. I think she's had less than a year, and uh, the other ones have had years. And the uh, consensus out there is that she may be the next one out when Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg retires, which I think is going to happen much quicker than was originally anticipated because uh, Justice Ginsburg was going to hold on until at least after the next presidential election in the hopes that Trump loses and there will be a Democrat, then she could retire and the next nominee could be uh, at least a moderate, if not uh, swinging to the left. Well, there's no reason for her to hang on anymore. The court is 5-4, so it becomes 6-3. What difference does it make? So, uh, But Amy Coney Barrett, I find the most, uh, the most uh, interesting one. And I'll talk more about that uh, coming up at 920 this morning because I it's I, I think uh, you'll find her fascinating, if nothing else. Right now, Kavanaugh and Kethledge have the inside track, according to a person close to the president. And uh, it, it looks like Kavanaugh seems to be the front runner. Now, one of the things that is I find just fascinating about this is the fight that the Democrats are going to have over the issue of uh, whether the nominee is too conservative or not. It doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter. I mean, the last time someone was denied based on politics was Robert uh, Bork he was a solicitor general i think it was uh, richard nixon or ronald reagan who nominated i think it was uh, richard nixon who nominated bork and he was crushed led by ted kennedy why because he was too conservative had the credentials up the yin yang and was too conservative now there were two others and I think uh, one was George Bush, Harriet Myers, who simply was not qualified, and Carswell, who I think was Nixon, simply was not qualified. Well, since then there has been no issue of qualifications. Matter of fact, if you look at Kavanaugh and Kethledge and Barrett, all extraordinarily, extraordinarily qualified. Ivy League schools, lots of experience, except for Barrett, who has spent a relatively small amount of time uh, in the appeals court. So uh, the fight is going to go crazy, and it is uh, particularly Nancy Pelosi, uh, Susan Collins of, um, of Maine, who is fighting this and said she'll never vote for someone who, number one, doesn't agree with precedent or does not understand precedent and is against uh, or in favor of eliminating Roe v. Wade because Collins believes in in a woman's right to choose. Well, I mean, you can do that, certainly, but this is where politics uh, kicks in. Now, to be fair, uh, there is no such thing as a nominee that doesn't involve politics. It's simply just as impossible And the nominees, as they do their dog and pony show in front of all the senators, it's hilarious how they do this. It's like running for president. Once a nominee has been named, then the preparation starts. And it's just like a presidential debate. The White House sits down with a nominee, and these huge briefing books come out. And they then start throwing questions at the nominee, based on what the anticipated questions are going to be from the Senate, the Senate Judicial Committee and then they're practicing what the answers will be. I mean it's almost like a written script, it's almost like a bunch of sitcom writers sat down and decided to write the script that happens and inevitably the question is going to be I guarantee you Roe v. Wade, how do you feel about Roe v. Wade? And the justice, the nominee will say, uh, it's a pending case or will be senator, so I do not comment on pending cases. As opposed to being totally honest. Well, how do you think about Roe v. Wade? Gone! The second I'm there, it can make a decision. It is history. That's honesty, but they'll never say that. So everybody has to play the game. And uh, they have what she what's happening is it's an audition. It's an audition that is his or hers to lose. They have the role. It's theirs. And uh, later on, I'm going to talk about a flexible approach to court president, uh, which is what uh, Amy Barrett said, Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, so we're talking about precedent, and we're going to talk a little bit about politics. And uh, the biggest rulings of the case of 2018, the Supreme Court's biggest rulings. It was a big year. It was a big year for rulings. All right, uh, coming up, California's sanctuary laws are being upheld, sort of. I'll come back with that. KFI AM 640.
3: Oh, it's such a shame. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore, we don't talk anymore like we used.
2: Here, excuse me, on a Friday morning, July 6th, the big stories that we're covering. uh, The Thai rescue story continues. The latest is uh, a horrible story. One of the rescue divers has died uh, due to lack of air in his tank on the return trip after delivering oxygen tanks to the boys. Uh, uh, Scott Pruitt has resigned finally and uh the new uh, acting head of the EPA is a former coal lobbyist go figure and the trade war oh yes the trade war is really heating up now uh the sanctuary california sanctuary laws uh are being attacked certainly questioned so there was and there is a preliminary request for injunction asking the state of california Uh, asking that uh, the ban uh, or the government, the federal government, continuing on uh, or attacking the ban, all of that being denied. Uh, So here's the state and the feds, the state having passed sanctuary laws, the feds filing lawsuit uh, against the state of California. Now, when you talk about the sanctuary laws, it's actually a series of laws. It's not a single law. There's Senate Bill 54, Uh, which limits law enforcement cooperation with immigration officials. There's Assembly Bill 103 giving state officials the authority to review the conditions of detention facilities, for example, uh, that contract with immigration authorities. There's AB 450, uh, and that one fines employers who voluntarily let immigration agents access their workplace. And... This is crazy, and this one I think is the most nuts of all. Now, I can see the rationale behind the state saying we will not cooperate with authorities. Uh, When they request, we will not accede to their requests. And the judge wrote in throwing that one out saying refusing to help is not the same as impeding. That's not getting in the way, that's just refusing to help. And there is a big difference. Standing aside does not equate to standing in the way. Well, the one uh, AB 450, which tells employers, if you cooperate, you will be fined. And uh, this has to do with not allowing anybody on the premises without a warrant signed by a judge to enter the workplace. That is standing in the way. That's just not uh, stepping aside. So uh, the judge denied the Department of Justice request for that preliminary injunction, blocking Senate Bill 54, blocking Assembly Bill 103, Uh, in which the judge said, uh, on a preliminary basis, I'm not going to block those because I think that uh, the Justice Department doesn't have much merit here. However, on 450, uh, that has merit because effectively what you're saying, uh, the law says, uh, California law says, if there is a, a federal official, immigration official, someone from ICE coming on your property, Effectively, you have to throw your hands up and block that person. Because if you cooperate, then it's a huge fine on the employers. That's equivalent to standing in the way. So uh, this is the latest fight in the ongoing war with the feds by the state of California. Attorney General uh, Xavier, that's California Attorney General Xavier Becerra, has filed more than two dozen lawsuits against the trump administration and of course the only way to attack those lawsuits is to uh file uh or the only way to attack those laws is to file lawsuits now it got really interesting uh because menendez who is a a, a, a a george bush nominee uh last month held a six and a half hour question and answer session I mean, that is a long time. And he was challenging state officials, California state officials, you know, explain why you need all these laws in the first place. And at one point, uh, he seemed a little dubious, asking the federal government to explain how these laws are disrupting federal law. I mean, he was looking at it both ways. Now, of course, all of this started... Uh, when uh, California passed the sanctuary laws based on what was the new Trump administration's philosophy and the way uh, they dealt with immigration, going to the workplace and simply pulling out illegal aliens, which the Obama administration did the same thing, just not to that extent. And there simply was a policy saying, all right, if you're here illegally, And you haven't committed much of a crime. You're not a felon. You haven't committed a bunch of misdemeanors. You haven't come over the border illegally several times. have been deported. We're going to leave you alone. And Jeff Sessions, the Department of Justice under which ICE operates, says no. No. Therefore, California uh, passes its sanctuary state law, and it's just an utter fight. And why? Well, because California has come down Firmly in favor of illegal aliens and against the government. They make no bones about it. Illegal aliens to the state of California are far more important than federal officials trying to deport them when they are in violation of federal law. The bottom line is we don't agree with federal law. And we will do everything to get in the way of enforcement of federal law. Basically, the state is saying you know what we believe in uh, the Constitution we believe in the supremacy of federal law except when we would disagree with it and you're going you know you can disagree all you want vote a new president in it's not that complicated because this is policy the Obama administration's decision to not deport is policy it's presidential policy so get in a Democrat change the policy and tell the illegal aliens to stay well hidden And live under rocks until the new president comes into power. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, it is crazy. Even though I completely understand these poor people coming up from Central America, particularly, and escaping the horrors of the gang violence and the poverty and the lack of opportunity and coming here only to feed their families. I get it. And the heart goes out to them. But is there ever a point, ever, A point where the borders are going to be secure and these people are not allowed in. Other than the dreamers, I think the majority of Americans truly believe the dreamers should have a path to citizenship and should be able to stay. And even the dreamers, incidentally, there is a timeline for dreamers. I think it's five years ago. Any dreamer that came in a year ago or two years ago, out of luck. All right. Uh, Next one, and I talked about this earlier, a stunner. Regarding Donald Trump's base, to the point where you go, huh? Really? That story coming up. In the meantime, let's check. It's not just a Schwitz, it's schvitzapalooza It's gonna be hot, but not a Schwitz. All right, back we go. You bet it's a Schwitz. And uh, the big stories that we're covering uh, today. Uh, tied uh, diver, uh, one of the rescue uh, divers, uh, died on his way back from the cave. Goes to show you how dangerous this is. Scott Pruitt resigns as EPA administrator. Finally, finally the EPA chief. And uh, the trade war is going now balls to the wall. All right. And I have a story for you. Uh, as a matter of fact, right now uh, regarding uh, that particular story. All right. Now. Uh, Let me tell you uh, about a a little town uh, called uh, Poplar Bluff in southeast Missouri. 17,000 people, and it happens to be the home of the nation's largest nail-making plant. And this area voted for Trump at 79 percent, Butler County. And, man, uh, they love Trump. Now, they agree with the tariffs, the problem is that they're getting nailed, so to speak. Uh, they're the first victims. So, Coffer's 39 years old, a machine programmer at the nail-making plant. Last month, 60 of his co-workers were laid off after that 25% tariff on the steel that his company imports from Mexico. Now, uh, the uh, company is cutting back hours, has warned 200 more people may be let go, including Jimmy Coffer. And... He's still gung-ho about Trump. I support him 100%. In fact, I'd like to shake his hand. He's doing a great job. And then you wait. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're going to lose your job because of the tariff policy. I don't care. Trump is my hero. And what this does is just give you an idea of what his base is about it's almost uh, like lemmings I mean it's akin to suicide bombers I mean obviously to not that extent but they have so bought into the Kool-Aid that they don't have a problem with not feeding their kids and he sweats it he understands he understands he may not make his mortgage he understands but it doesn't matter because it's the long-term, and it's good for America. Now, I've got to tell you, it takes a very special person to say it's good for America, and uh, you know what? I'll accept my kids uh, not eating or me not may- being able to make the rent or pay utilities. It's a, small, it's a small price to pay for the good of America. You think they said for the good of America when Obama was president at all? Now, at what point do, do you not put your family first and you say, wait a minute? Just wait a minute. It reminds me of uh, a call that I had a couple of months ago when, for some reason, I opened up the phone. They had to do something with uh, guns, and uh, it wasn't gun control. It was the issue of the fear of any gun control law, anything, even bump stocks, for example, uh, making them illegal. It's the first step to uh, them taking away, the government taking away your guns and bringing in the National Guard to do it. Actually breaking down the door of your home and taking away your guns. And I was and I remembered uh, talking to a gentleman who uh, I said, uh, and he said, that's right, I will fight them to the death. And I asked the question saying, all right, let me give you a hypothetical. And it is a hypothetical. So uh, let me give it to you regarding and give you the credit or the benefit of the doubt, that the National Guard will show up. And they will, in their riot gear, bash down the door with all the armored personnel carriers, et cetera, outside the door. And you have your shotguns and you have your uh, handguns and you're going to fight them to the death, right? He said, absolutely. And I said, so let's say your kids are in the house and a firefight ensues are you willing to put your kids' lives at stake to fight a government coming in and taking away your weapons? He said, absolutely. And I said, what if your kids get shot? The answer was, they'll understand as they're dying how important the Second Amendment is. That was a real phone call. And now is this, to that extreme, damn close. I'm prepared to lose my job. I'm prepared to put my house and utility bills at risk because I believe in Donald Trump. And it doesn't matter. You talk about his base. Remember when uh, Trump during the campaign said, I could walk down Broadway at high noon and kill someone and I would still have my base. They would never, ever leave me. You know what? He was prescient. He was absolutely right. Okay, switching over to what's going on in Colorado, not Colorado, Uh, it's, uh, is it Colorado? I think it's Utah, right? Colorado Springs in Utah? It's Colorado City in Utah. I should know because I've been there. And I'll tell you what happens uh, over there. This is great stuff. Crazy people, crazy people at work. KFI. Oh. Handle here on a uh, Friday morning, July 6th. Wayne Resnick's birthday is tomorrow. Didn't know that. Uh, So, Wayne, uh, happy birthday. Not that it means anything. I hate birthdays. I mean, they mean absolutely nothing to me. I shake hands with people. I don't get it. Celebrating the day that you were popped out. Never quite understood that. Understand that. But, hey, so be it.
3: What do you like?
2: Nothing. I like binge-watching. I like pastrami sandwiches from Brent. I like ham and cheese on a toasted baguette. So, food? Uh, no, binge-watching isn't food, although binge-watching, uh, food's a big part bet of it. I you eat
3: while you're binge-watching.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sir, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I sort of kind of like my kids, maybe. And my wife's, yeah, she's okay. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, she's about a 7. So, uh, that's not bad. How about us? Oh, please. <laughs> All right. So anyway, happy birthday, Wayne, and uh, some of the big stories that we're covering today. I mean, the biggest ones is the Thai rescue continues on with the kids. Uh, One of the Navy divers has died, ran out of air on his way back from the cavern. Uh, Scott Pruitt resigns as EPA chief, and the trade wars, uh, they have really gone crazy. And I just did a segment, a story of a small town in Missouri that is getting nailed with the trail war, so to speak, because it's a nail factory that we're talking about, and uh, the Trump supporters, doesn't seem to, they don't seem to mind they're getting laid off. That's fine, as long as uh, Trump is the president. Okay, now, uh, let's move over to uh, Utah. And uh, this is a story of the fundam- Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, these are not Mormons. Uh, the Mormons decry these folks. These are crazy people who call themselves Mormons. Warren Jeffs is the head of uh, this organization, right, this cult, fair to say. Uh, He's in prison for the rest of his life, Uh, convicted in 2011 of sexually assaulting two child brides, uh, and he'll never get out of jail. Uh, It's very interesting. You see, they get married over there to lots of kids, uh, that's their idea, and guess what the law said? You cannot have. You can, you can try to get married all you want to thirteen-year-olds. Uh, you have sex. That's sexual assault of a minor, and you can argue, "Oh no, it's marriage. This is what God wanted." No, it's not going to fly. So, the town of Colorado, uh, the I think it's the city of uh, Colorado City, as opposed to Colorado right. Springs. I always get confused with the two. Anyways, I've been there. I've been through that little town. And it's dilapidated homes. It's streets that are not paved very well. The street lights uh, don't really work. And I drove through there, and it's a town of several hundred people. I was there in the middle of the day. There was not one person on the street. Not one. It was a ghost town, even though hundreds of people live there. Because somebody must have said, there's a car at the te- edge of town driving through, everybody disappears. Right, it's like cockroaches when you put your, uh, put the lights on. So why is Colorado City such a big deal? Well, uh, the members of the church, I won't even call it a church. It's this crazy cult, controlled the city council, which means they're the ones that controlled uh, the amount of money being spent on infrastructure. They controlled the laws, at least the city ordinances in town which, of course, meant uh, no booze, no certainly no liquor stores, uh, no vape shops. I mean, none of that, because uh, Mormons don't do that, and these people follow at least that. Although I don't think that the prophet, and we're talking about the big Mormon church now, has predicted many apocalypses as Jeff's had. Uh, for example, there was supposed to be one in 2005. Uh, then it was 2012. Then it was 2016. Okay, so they're not coming. It was going to be earthquake fires. Uh, yep. All of it controlled by, or all of it being told to us by Warren Jeffs, who's still in prison. He still runs the place, if you can believe that. So what are they doing now that they're finally losing control? Finally. Finally. And that is, big changes are coming. For example, there's a liquor store opening up. There's a brewery opening up. World Brewery and Pub opened in March. Last month, a vape shop opened up across the street from the town hall. And it all has to do with the city council having belonged to members of this cult. Matter of fact, uh, come November, there'll be four seats open. On the seven-member town council, eleven people are running; not one is FLDs. Big changes are coming, and it was just a question of time when you just uh, you stop understanding uh, what what's happening to this these people. Because one of the things that um, uh, goes on is that women are truly wanted. Girl children are wanted. Why? Because uh, every guy has a bunch of wives. And so they have a very interesting habit of uh, tossing out, exiling men that uh, Jeffs decides that are no longer needed or wanted. They're called apostates, and uh, they're shunned, and they leave the community, leaving Jeffs and his his inner circle, the ability to marry wives. Lots of them. And this cult is so crazy that there are reports, I'm talking about documentary films that have been done with witnesses who were there, of mothers leading their teenage daughters to the bedroom door of Warren Jeffs and his brother or other members of the inner circle. That's how crazy... It is total control of the city, total control, of course, of the church. And uh, they they have money. How do they have money? Well, number one, they're all scammers. They all collect money from the city, from the state and the feds because they all apply for welfare. Uh, They give their own to construction projects. So they charge a fraction of what other construction builders, uh, other construction crews would charge because they don't pay their people. And they work 12, 15 hours a day and they're skilled construction people. This is crazy. Finally, finally they woke up. So uh you will see the FL the uh I keep on going, the FLDS, Fundamental Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they're losing control and thank goodness. So let those crazy people go ahead and go to the caves or wherever they live and have a rip-roaring good time. Matter of fact, uh, I if you see those women. Uh, they dress as pioneer women. Those long gingham skirts and dresses with the braided hair. I was once in an outback with my wife, where a guy walks in with his three wives of different ages. One wife about his age, he was in his 50s, one wife in his 30s or 30s, and one barely a teenager. I just kept on staring. And Marjorie kept on jamming her elbow into me. He say, Stop staring. And I thought, Stop jamming. If you don't think I'm going to stare at these women in this guy, you're crazy. All right, coming up Talking Tech with Rich DeMuro. And uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Oh, yeah. This is KFI AM 640.
3: Please don't go changing off me. Net neutrality. Handle on on a uh,
2: Friday, July 6th. Biggest stories that we're covering today. There's three big ones. The Thai uh, rescue. Uh, Bad news there. One of the Navy divers on his way back from the cave uh, died due to lack of air. That's a tough one. makes it even more difficult or at least uh, increases the chances of them not uh, rescuing these kids via those uh, passageways. And EPA Chief Scott Pruitt resigns. Uh, Andrew Wheeler is the new acting head of the EPA, a former coal lobbyist. Sure, why not? And then the trade war is going completely crazy. They've started big time. All right, now uh, let's go into a little bit of talking tech with Rich DeMuro. Uh, Morning, Rich. Hey, good morning to you, Bill. Hey, there we go. All right, so much going on. Let's start with uh, the net neutrality bill And California is saying uh, there will be net neutrality, even though the feds have said, uh, oh, no, no. uh, The FCC has uh, said that the providers can, in fact, charge different prices and can reduce the speed of uh, certain recipients. Uh, How does that work? Would you explain that a little bit?
1: Well, I mean, according to the government now, if you're a internet provider, you have the right to do what you want, basically, with the lines that you have. So if, let's say, you want to charge a little premium for you to access Netflix at the highest speed possible, uh, you're you're allowed to do that. And these were rules that were sort of overturned recently, back in June, uh, that the Obama administration had put in place, and now they are taken away. And no, no provider has gone out and done this just yet, but you can see how they're still crafting their plan and figuring out because all the companies, the big cable companies like the Time Warner's of the world and the AT&Ts of the world, they don't want net neutrality because their argument is that hey, we own these lines, we can do as we like with them.
2: Right, and they, the- they provide the service. That's that's true. Now I have right. two. I have two questions. Number one. Uh, Practically, how do you do that? I mean, technically, in terms of high speed, low speed, and split it up.
1: Well, it's the same way they do it uh, with the cell phones right now. So when you have a cell phone plan that is sort of limited, let's say you have a four gigabyte plan, right? Well, when you're putting data through that pipe that Verizon owns at four gigs, they say, all right, we're going to slow you down. And their servers, every request that comes from your phone, their server just slows it down. Oh. And I had this happen to me with AT&T. I went over my data, and I literally couldn't use my phone because the data was so slow that I couldn't even bring up a web page. And as soon as your new um, cycle kicks in, you know, the next month, it goes back to speed. So they have the technology to do right. this. It's very easy. It's just a server saying, hey, we're seeing Rich's request. He's requesting his Netflix stream. Uh, he's not paying us our premium for that. Let's so we slow, slow him down. down.
2: All right. The next question is how does a state – overturn a federal policy because, uh, boy, you talk about uh, the Commerce Clause. If this isn't interstate commerce going across state lines, I don't know what is.
1: Well, I feel like California has done this over and over in various ways. And uh, it's one of the benefits of being a consumer in California. I think we have some of the strongest regulations for consumers here. Now, that's just as a consumer. I'm not a lawyer, but that, to me, seems like I see laws protecting us more here than other states. Oh, that's
2: true. And by the way, I pretend to be one.
1: You know that, don't you? Yes, of course. That's why I like to default to you with these kind of things. Yeah, (laughs) and I was about to default to you. See, we're going to have a default war. (laughs) It's going to be like Alexa and Google talking to each other. um, so, I mean, the reality is, how do they do that? Well, they're going to fight it out in court. And this this hasn't taken effect. I mean, basically, our lawmakers have decided this is our future, right? And they still have to, it has to go to the governor's office and all this stuff to be passed into law. I don't see it. I, I see that happening. Let's put it that way. But then, of course, it's going to be up to the government and California to fight it out and say, well, who has jurisdiction here? And California saying we're protecting our citizens, we're protecting our residents, and uh, the government's saying, well, we have these rules. But in reality, for the tech company, it's going to be kind of messy because, I mean, it, it takes a lot of extra infrastructure and programming to come up with the protocol that says, okay, I'm Rich DeMiro, I'm sitting here in California accessing my account for Netflix, and it can't be slowed down. But what happens when I travel to North Dakota? Now is it slowed down, even though I'm using my same provider? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's why I asked the practical question, how do they do it and just make it work? Although the argument is going to be, and now we're having a policy discussion, uh, if you own the process, can you not charge what you want? And, and, And isn't there enough competition out there where they fight against each other? That's certainly the case when it came to the contracts. Remember, everybody used to have contracts. I'm probably the only human being in the world left that has a contract with Verizon. They all gave it up, and they're fighting like crazy. Right. So why
1: wouldn't the same thing not happen with the providers? Well, the the main problem with that is that there's not enough pipes coming into your house with different providers. With got wireless, it. you've got four choices, you know, um, soon to be three. Whereas with Internet, I know for my house, I do have two choices and potentially a third. Now, here's the deal. If, if Wi-Fi or sort of wireless Internet becomes big, all this will be a moot point because I do think we will see a lot of competition. And so right now we're in that in-between stage where AT&T paid a lot of money to lay these wires, where Time Warner paid a lot of money. They want to get their money's worth while it's hot.
3: All
2: right. We're going to come back. If you can don't mind hanging on uh, one more segment, i got a couple more things to ask you. This is KFI. Jennifer Jones, Lee. Yes, the plug and take the stages. Handle away. here on a uh, Friday, yeah. July the 6th. Big stories that we're covering. The trade wars are going balls to the wall now. They've just kicked in. And the market is taking it in stride, interestingly enough. Uh, the Thai Rescue, a couple of uh, bits of news about the Thai Rescue. There's uh, been one Thai diver who died His air tank ran out of uh, air, and um, Elon Musk has now joined the rescue effort, and I'll tell you about that a little bit later on. All right, back to uh, Rich DeMuro, our tech guy, and Rich, thanks for hanging on uh, for the second segment. Okay, here is a California law that actually makes sense to me, and not many do, and that is if you can subscribe online, which, of course, is the easiest thing in the world because uh, subscriptions they love, You should be able to cancel online also. You think that would be logical. Why not? Why does it take a law in California to do that?
1: Well, because they want to keep you as a subscriber in any method possible. But this is a great new law for California uh, consumers. Uh, They call it Senate Bill 313. A lot of kids will be talking about it this weekend. July 1st, it went into effect, and basically California says, look, if you can sign up for that service online, like you just said, you have to be able to cancel that same service online. And here's the deal. A lot of these new services like Spotify... Audible, you know, anything where you're listening to stuff or or subscribing digitally, a lot of those companies like Netflix, they let you cancel with a click. It's a lot of these other companies, these scammy companies. uh, You sign up for a free trial. You sign up for a couple weeks of a newspaper subscription, and it's super easy. You see the ads every day, but then when you go to cancel, they're like, you have to call an 800 number. In fact, on my website, when I put the, the picture, I went to find a picture of a company. Wall Street Journal does this. Uh, it says we do not accept any cancellations by email by fax by any way except calling our eight hundred number and when you call that eight hundred number, what do they do? They try to convince you to stay
2: oh yeah no oh, it was uh I had a huge fight when uh I remember going uh from uh oh what was it It was either a phone uh package it was uh when i uh switched uh phone uh providers and it was crazy. Why are you quitting uh, because I want to quit. Well, is there anything we can do? No, I simply want to quit. And it went on and on. Can I ask you why you're quitting? No, you can't. It's none of your business. Well, what can we do? And at the end of it, I literally had to say, are you stopping me from quitting? Is this going to take a lawsuit? I know this is being recorded. And then he backed down.
1: Well, here's another part of the plan you'll like then. So another provision of this new law, which is a law by the way, so this is something that is in effect. You have to be able, as a company, you have to be able to accept a letter from the person. So I can send an email now that says, hey, here's my account number. I would like to terminate service and they have to accept that as your termination. So they can't say, you know, if you do this with like a gym, let's say, and they're like, no, we can't accept a letter. You got to come in. You got to fill out some paperwork. You got to talk to the membership consultant no longer. So it's like no BS anymore. And I think that's a really interesting one because I think we're gonna see a bunch of websites now that actually create these letters for you that you know, if you wanna cancel your gym or your cable or whatever it is, they'll draft the letter for you automatically, you just pop in your account number and a couple of pieces of information. Um, One, by the way, Bill, one app that I really like for all this stuff, it's called Truebill. I use this and there's so many subscriptions we have, right? This actually keeps track of all your subscriptions for you automatically and it tells you how much you're spending a month on them and it also alerts if your bill goes up. So for me, you know, my car insurance actually went up by $9 in the last uh, couple weeks, $9 a month. It alerted me to that. My cable bill went up by $10 a month. It told me about that. Plus, they help you cancel as well. Now, I think they're going to really get a big boom in California because it's going to be way easy for them. You know,
2: it's fascinating to uh, note what a bunch of whores they are. Well, no, it's not. Everybody knows what a bunch of whores they are. But this is where uh, the law does is uh, way behind technology. That well as, yeah, new, yeah. as new advances come in, the law has
1: to try to keep up, and it never does. Well, I, and I give them credit for this because this is one of those things where I've been saying on Twitter for years. It's like, look, if I can sign up online, let me cancel online. And it's engineered to be a failure for the consumer, which is never good. And I get it. Some of these companies, like the newer ones, they, they understand. But here's the thing. If you're letting people cancel online, you have to be really good. And you have to understand that the churn is going to be greater because when people can cancel online. Oh, sure. I mean, it's, a, it's just it's a no-brainer. It's like two clicks. Now, here's the other thing I talk about. Uh, Spot, uh, not Spotify, but iTunes right now. You subscribe on your iPhone to something, right? Well, it's pretty easy to cancel because you can go into your iTunes account, but how tough is it to actually find that cancellation menu? And so here, I'll tell you where to find it. You go into the iTunes store on your phone. You scroll all the way down to your Apple ID. You tap there. You say View Apple ID. You put in your password or your face for Face ID. Then you scroll all the way to the middle of that page where it says Subscription. You tap there, and it will show you all your subscriptions, and you can go through those. Guess what? Apple is making a choice to make that really tough because they could make it one tap, right, in your settings to, hey, manage my subscriptions. Why why don't they do that? Because they're helping these apps that prey upon us, and we sign up for it, and you forget about it. They get an extra month out of you before you find the cancellation page.
2: Yeah, I was uh, fascinated after reading a, a bunch of stories as to the sophistication level I mean, with psychologists and uh, time usage experts, I mean, it's a whole industry. Where is the sweet spot where you can make it difficult enough for people that they will accept it uh, and not so difficult as there becomes an uproar? And uh, it is, uh, I, I guess, that just that bar keeps just going up and up. C- case in point, uh, whenever you call, and uh, especially when you're uh, calling any kind of a service, uh, and uh, you have a phone number that says, please call, and you do, and then you're put on hold, and then the recording comes in, uh, or the person answers, hi, uh, we're, this, this call is being recorded for uh, training and quality assurance purposes, which drives me nuts. It has nothing to do with training. It has nothing to do with quality assurance purposes. It has to do with protecting them when we sue their asses
1: off. Right, because when was the last time someone from a company called you and said, hey, we noticed that uh, you had a tough conversation with this person. Can we help you out? No, that that never happens. So they're not listening for our benefit. They're listening for theirs. And it's just utter, utter lies. But then again, that is uh,
2: the way it goes. One quick one. I know there's uh, five Amazon Prime deals you can get right now. Give me the top one.
1: Oh, right now, let's see. Oh, my gosh. Uh, The Echo Show, which is basically their uh, screen, tablet... It's kind of an Alexa with a screen. It's at its lowest price ever. It's hundred dollars off. It's at one hundred and thirty dollars, and that's the lowest price we've seen uh, since this launch. Normally, it's two twenty nine, so or two two fifty, something like that. Um, so that's a great deal. You can get uh, a Kindle if you've never purchased a Kindle book before. You can get a ten dollar credit towards uh, Kindle books if you buy one. So if you buy a ten dollar Kindle book, you can get yeah. a ten dollar credit.
2: And so. I love my Kindle until I started using my iPad. All right. Uh, Rich, thank you. We'll talk again. Uh, Thank you very much. Coming up, Handle on the News Late Edition right here. KFI AM 640 right there.
0: Handle on the News. Late Edition.
3: Handle on the News. Love Bill
1: Handle. He always makes me laugh. And now, here's Bill Handel. That was a paid
3: advertisement. I love when your daughters call.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: They would never say that. (laughs) They would say, love Bill Handel's credit card. (laughs) Greatest guy in the world. Okay, fair enough. Handel and the morning crew, uh, the big stories that we're covering, uh, the Thai rescue has gone south for um, a little bit of time. One of the rescuers, a diver, has died when his air tank ran out of air. Scott Pruitt has resigned as EPA chief, and uh, the trade wars are going full blast now. All right, let's do it. Handle on the News, late edition. Jennifer Jones-Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. Lead story. Right into this world, all alone. Great. Love that show, by soul. the way, Anarchy. Loved it. All right, uh, the eastbound own. 210 freeway shut down this morning. A fatal shooting left a motorcyclist dead, another one wounded. They don't know what happened and who the shooter was and why. And I'm assuming it's while the
3: motorcycle was zipping along. That's what it looks like here. This is the San Bernardino Police Lieutenant Mike Madden.
1: This was initially reported as a traffic accident. But very shortly after arriving on scene, they realized that this, in fact, was uh, shooting.
3: So they said when they got there, two motorcyclists and a woman with them had stopped near the center median. But they don't know if it was the shooter on foot. Was he in a car? They have no idea.
2: Yeah. And then uh, were they going at the I guess they'd have to be going at the same speed if it was uh, if the shooting took place while they were moving. This morning I was coming in and as I'm zipping along, maybe 67, 70 degrees, a car passed me. And I didn't know that a production car could go that fast. That's how fast he passed me. Wow! Would you care
0: to make an estimate of how fast it would have been going? 120,
2: 130, Whoa. maybe. Really? Oh, yeah. I've never seen that kind of speed ever on the freeway. That's just I mean, it was it dumb. was
3: crazy. I mean, that's just a death wish yeah. to drive that quickly. Unbelievable. Well, I was just telling you, Handel, during the break, we just got word out of Woodland Hills that already it's 838 in the morning and the thermometer there reads 96 degrees high-fire danger on what's expected to be our hottest day so far in SoCal.
2: At some point, and this is going to be a record-breaker, at some point, uh, you can only go so high in the record-breaking department. What, when it hits 148 degrees, that is a record-breaker that will never be broken? I mean, it
3: just, it stuns me that uh, we have record-breaker after record-breaker. I kind of laughed that in this article, they listed all Of the places there would be excessive heat watches, it's everywhere, it's yeah. SoCal. Period. End of story.
2: Yeah, here in Burbank, it's going to be way north of 100, I think, today.
0: Yeah, it might hit 110. In Burbank, right out, yeah, it might right outside the building. Wow, crazy. Awesome. Uh, Elon Musk is sending engineers from SpaceX and the Boring Company to Thailand to try to help. Those trapped soccer players.
2: My name is Elon Musk and I'm a genius. But my accent is significant.
3: They've got uh,
0: some technology and they're not 100% sure if it can help, but it can't hurt. They have advanced ground penetrating radar. They have fully charged power packs and pumps. And he even has an idea that maybe they can insert some kind of a nylon tube into the cave system to create an air tunnel. In those parts that are completely underwater, now, although I thought that some of those parts were were so narrow, narrow that you can't – if you took any space away, then you couldn't fit through it.
2: But it could be just those parts that uh, you would have to go underwater because anything that would help – and I'm assuming that that wasn't by the invitation of the Thai government. I think he's just up and offering it. Yeah,
3: I think he called them.
2: And uh, we'll see. I mean, you're right. Nothing is going to hurt. What they really need is those pumps. Uh, if they can pump the water out and just add thousands more pumps and just get rid of that water, but and, and but the rains are coming. And they're saying yeah. if they decide not to rescue those kids via going underwater with the scuba tanks, which is insanely dangerous. Uh, we just had an experienced diver uh, was uh, drowned, although he just ran out of air. So I'm assuming that wouldn't happen because that has to be aberrational or he got stuck and then he ran out of air. Uh, it's uh, they may wait until the dry season which is months down
0: now at the same time like this elon musk gesture seems to be both sincere and might help here comes uh, here comes the soccer people what are they doing to help they've invited the soccer team that's trapped in the cave right now to attend the world cup final if they get out in time <laughs> Going with
3: that? You know what? I think it's a morale thing, honestly. Like, okay, I've been thinking about this. Like, I hope that those boys don't know that that diver died. I hope that those boys don't have any clue how dangerous it is getting them out of there. I hope that the only information they're getting is just good news to keep them pumped, to keep them calm, to keep them looking forward to getting out. Because can you imagine if you're adding, you know, the doom and gloom on top of it? So I don't hate this So what are they going to
2: tell the kids? They're going to say, here you go. You've been invited to the World World Cup. And then uh, never mind, because you're never going to make it out of there in time.
3: I would phrase it differently. (laughs) I might say something like, Hey, you guys, we're work you know, doing our best to get you guys out of here and look, if it happens, you know, soon enough, like it's gonna take all you can get or all you got to get you out of here. But if you get out, look at what you have, you know, ahead of you. I don't know. But I'm I, the glass it, apple. I girl. just think it's You're weird. Yeah, it's I don't strange. know why, but I just think yeah, it's sort it's of just, an odd just, thing just, for
2: them to just do. Too weird. All right. Uh we'll take a break and let oh, super so, segment. oh, that's right. See, no one told me it was a super segment. Even though it's written where it says super segment, I didn't pay attention to it.
0: Well, I, when you say no one told you it's a super segment People have told you it's a super segment every Friday for the last God knows how long.
2: Alex, here's what you have to do. Bill, this is a super segment. Very loud, very slowly. And then when I forget, which I will, of course, uh, 10 minutes later, then you say super segment. And then I understand.
3: All right. Let's try it. By the way. Super segment.
2: Okay. I think I'm, I, if you look at the last two months, I think I've made it once.
3: Yeah. I think you're right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. By the way, happy birthday. I'm eating your birthday pie. Oh, thank you. I didn't
0: want to to say anything, but now that since you brought it up, I do want to thank uh, Alex and Jennifer and John for bringing in. They brought in pies and a a nice little gift for me. I'm not thanking you because I know you had nothing to do with it. Nothing. And couldn't care less, except you do like eating the pie. Good. Yeah. We buy
2: gifts. You're welcome. All the time for people. Call my parents and thank them you know Marjorie buy gifts and someone will thank me I go for what? Well, oh, you bought me a nice gift I did <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does Marjorie have to go like yeah yeah we got him this
3: thing that's whatever oh it doesn't him. matter see Scott's gotten really good he'll just go oh you're welcome and then he'll take me aside a few minutes later and go, what'd we get him
2: yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: all right
0: let's move on Wayne okay uh the trade war has started. Yep. we Danish. put 25% tariffs on about 34 billion dollars of imports. That's a that's a small start, right? Cuz are aren't they about 550 10%. 600 billion dollars of stuff? 300 400
2: billion dollar imbalance of trade. Or the- yeah,
0: and so um what they've done though, what the Trump administration did is they started by targeting only industrial goods from China, not consumer products to try to limit the impact on households here although you know if they keep having to ratchet it up
2: my question to those that are uh, yelling that this is horrible and it is for some industry there'll be some winners and some losers but as um, the president is getting a lot of criticism for beginning this trade war and uh, my question is to those people uh, that are uh, criticizing him and screaming What do you do about the Chinese that are stealing the technology of ours and dumping products and uh, doing industrial espionage here in the country? What do you do about that? Because for the last 15, 20 years, nothing has been done. Or do we just leave it alone and say, hey, that's simply the cost of doing business. They're going to rip us off uh, day and night.
0: Why do you think the rest of the world won't back us up and all collectively go after China because for this Because China
2: stuff. is a powerhouse, and the rest of the world
0: doesn't have the balls. So, and you like to talk about food chain, the food chain issue. So China basically is so far up the food chain that they can get away with this well, stuff. They, they, and, they, and the rest of the world agrees that they, that is
2: so. They have uh, up to this point, but so is the United States. It's a question of just simply letting the Chinese run rampant with stealing from us, uh, stealing technology, uh, copyright protection that uh, they absolutely don't pay attention to, uh, the dumping of goods where they're subsidizing industries to sell over here. I mean, it is so unfair that uh, the president is right on. And how many years of negotiation we talk to the Chinese go, yes, absolutely, we'll do something about it. Let's talk about it. Well, we'll talk about it next year. Well, let's, uh, we'll begin discussions. Let's begin discussions to begin discussions. And then we'll talk about discussions. Uh, said uh, that's the Chinese. And the president just said, enough of that. Enough. And I, I couldn't agree with him more. Now, is there going to be a trade war? Yeah, there is. Are there going to be people who are going to suffer big time? Big time. And uh, there are also going to be some winners. For example, a couple of steel manufacturers have just added new furnaces because all of a sudden foreign steel has gotten much more expensive and they're able to now compete.
0: Is this a matter of just who's smarter about this trade war? Who's going to win is whoever's smarter about how they tariff and what they tariff?
2: It's who's going to last the longest. That's what I think. It's a question of attrition. Yeah. That's where I think it's going to go. You want to call it? If it's Trump, we're there for the duration. If it's a Democrat, I think a Democrat would cave instantly. Even apologize to the Chinese. oh, we're so sorry, please rip us off. here's some Here's some DVDs of new movies that are protected. Please sell them to everybody for a buck apiece. That's what I think If that's true,
0: and if and if this ends with China capitulating, uh, I assume you will praise president trump yeah. to the rascals. he's the one
2: he's the one single-handedly that kicked this thing in he's the one that's been yelling about the trade uh imbalance where there's two parts of this there is uh certainly the ripping us off and then the imbalance itself where i, I don't know where he's going with that because if for example the chinese produce goods at a much lo- lower labor rate what does that mean? We tell the Chinese you have to increase the amount of uh, money you pay for labor. I mean, that's crazy. And who was it? Who was, it? was it Rich who said um, – uh, not Rich. It was uh, – uh, I think it was – well, there uh, it was, uh, doesn't matter uh, – who said that there is an imbalance. For example, you go to your dentist – the money goes oh, one was it Guy way. Adami? Oh, Guy. It was Guy yeah. Adami who yeah. said that. The money goes one way. There's a, a balance of trade issue. Of course there is. The Chinese buy far fewer goods than we buy, although the Chinese throw duties on almost everything that we send over there. See? There is uh, – it's, it's more complicated than
3: not. Here's what I think went down yesterday. I think it sounded like, toot toot Siri, call Ted Cruz.
0: Straight out of options, a crazy
3: motherfucker named Ted Cruz, born in Canada with a bad attitude. Ooh, I didn't know there was a salty song about Ted Cruz like that. I
0: think it's adorable that you think Mike Pence is using Siri.
3: <laughs> I do, so, because I don't think he has anybody's yeah, never written So down. Mike Pence called Ted
2: Cruz to talk about Trump's Supreme Court options, and for some reason, maybe uh, Donald Trump wants Ted Cruz to think he has some influence on him.
3: Well, see, I think he because— doesn't. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, you know, they, they're they screaming about the Roe v. Wade issue. I think he's also got to focus on super staunch conservatives like Ted Cruz to make sure. So while you're focusing on the moderate Republicans, you got to focus on the hardcore ones, too, to see... Which which candidates do you guys like? Because even this morning when I was talking to Karen Travers, she said that she was just kind of chatting it up with White House staff. And they were talking about how they thought this weekend was going to be a nightmare weekend because they were afraid because of all of the calling that Trump and and Pence were going to be doing. They might be flip flopping on who the actual nominee is come Monday night at six o'clock when Trump makes the announcement.
0: Because he he has less of a chance uh, with Kavanaugh. Because with Kavanaugh, I mean, the Democrats, of course, are all going to say no way. Right. right, And with Kavanaugh, some of the very hard right may say no, because right. they don't think he's reliable enough on abortion and Affordable Care no, Act right. issues. I mean,
2: they have to be, uh, I, there was, uh, I think, at one point where uh, Kavanaugh wrote uh, in school a piece about how Mussolini wasn't particularly good.
3: I had not heard that.
0: By the way, I'm pretty sure Mike Pence doesn't use Siri because he's not allowed to talk to a woman unless his wife is there with him. That is correct. (gasps) Very good point. All right. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Michael Cohen has just hired Lanny Davis. Bill Clinton. Yes, Bill Clinton's special counsel when he was under investigation. uh, That
2: is no big deal
0: because uh, you always hire simply the best attorney you can. And
2: they go back and forth and back and forth. Attorneys represent their clients. Didn't...
3: Uh, Trump just hired a Clinton impeachment attorney to be on his team. Yes. He just does it.
2: It's a question of who is good.
3: All right. How about mocking Elizabeth Warren with the hashtag MeToo generation? If I was you, I'd want to be me too. I'd want to be me too. I'd want to be me too. Okay. So he says yesterday to this rally, let's say I'm debating Pocahontas, his nickname for Elizabeth Warren. I promise you, I'll do this. I will take, you know, those little ancestry kits they sell on television for two dollars. I'm going to get one of those little kits, and in the middle of the debate, when she proclaims she is of Indian heritage because of her mother, says she has high cheekbones. That's her only evidence. We'll take that little kit. And then he said, but we have to do it gently because we're in the hashtag MeToo generation. I know. It's
2: crazy, isn't oh it? i tell you, how <laughs> offensive is that? The most offensive part of that is trying to convince that it costs two bucks for one of those. Uh, I think the cheapest is like $70. This is false advertising.
3: Either that or in Trump's land, $2 is $70. Could be. For the rest of us.
0: I, I'm telling you right now, I don't believe this next story I can't is believe it's true. true. I don't believe it for a second, but... According to the New York Post, <laughs> when Secretary of State Mike Pompeo arrived to meet with officials in North Korea, he had a special gift for Kim Jong un. A I CD of Elton John's Rocket Man. On. This cannot be true. It's for a couple reasons. Along with allegedly a note from Donald Trump. From Donald now, Trump.
2: Uh, a couple reasons why it cannot be true. Uh, one, it just reinforces the pejorative that Donald Trump used about him. Actually, beyond pejorative, just made a, a horrible statement, and it assumes that Kim Jong Un has a sense of humor. That's all you can possibly assume, and you know that makes sense because uh, you know a huge industry as North Korea is stand-up comedians. Uh, there's a lot of those standing up and uh, you know doing the clubs. Well, hey, Kim Jong Un just walked into a bar. Well, here's the thing. And then though. he decided to kill me. So there's, goodbye. There's
0: something else that's fishy about this story. You you can't go to Best Buy and purchase a CD single of Rocket Man. Did somebody burn Maybe. a CD? Are From, we making mixtapes now for Kim Jong Un? Is that what this has come or to? Or one
2: song, you bought it on iTunes
0: and, and you burn, it, burn it on a CD. But, right, well, here's, that's pretty here's low. The one song. Yeah. All right, I don't believe it. See,
3: and here's then the Kim only thing.
0: You're the news person, Jen. What do you
3: think? No, I actually think that because this here's the deal. So at the summit. Between Trump and Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un apparently told Trump he'd never heard the song before. So the conversation had to have come up. How did the conversation come up? I don't know. Hey, Kim, have you heard the song?
2: Or He or, had just, just ripped him, calling him uh, Rocket Man or Little Rocket Man, maybe. maybe. I
3: don't know. Maybe Kim Jong-un was like, what the hell was the reference to that Rocket Man thing? What do you mean? And he was like, oh, I was referring to the song. And Kim said, what song? And he said, I gotcha.
0: Man, Wait, Kim Jong Un is not capable of accessing the song Rocket Man. He's the dictator of a country. And you're saying he's sitting in his palace going, Damn, I wish I could hear that Rocket Man song. I don't know how I possibly could. Man,
2: hey, so what do you call the uh, airplane that Kim flies? Kim Jong Un. Ha ha ha.
0: There are a lot stand of, up, you know, a lot of uh, stand ups in North Korea. It's all the political dissenters that That's they certain- buried standing up to save yep. space. You know,
3: though, if we do look at the guy's haircut, then we can also assume he's living in the 90s. Therefore, that technology might not be there.
0: Could be. Just saying. And a walk. He would have a walk, man. Yep. Probably. That's true
3: well i don't know if he's got a maga hat and a guy at a whataburger in texas certainly wanted to make sure that a guy didn't wear his maga hat let's make america great again by making this kid again. is and i don't know the race of the kid that's sitting there with the maga hat on and the only reason i'm telling you this is cuz i watched the video and the buddy that he's sitting at the table with is clearly of Maybe Middle Eastern descent or something like that. Anyway, the two of them are sitting there at Whataburger and a guy walks over, grabs the kid's hat off of his head, then takes the kid's Coke that's sitting on the table and throws it at him and then proceeds to cuss at him. That's lovely. Significantly.
2: And that's gone viral, of course. Yep. Uh, all right. Oh, here's a story. Let's finish. Oh,
0: I love this, man. Uh, GM has a new infotainment system in their cars that lets you order food right from your dashboard. Mm-hmm. Now,
2: that's real smart as you're pressing your dashboard, and for example, you're ordering a pizza, mm-hmm. uh, extra cheese with a uh, sausage, half cheese, a half sausage, or another pepperoni pizza, double pepperoni, double cheese as you're pulling it in there. Plus, and, plus, plus. Yeah, oh, minus. yeah. And, uh, Or Starbucks, you're ordering the half decaf latte uh, with uh, uh, the cocoa flavoring or whatever you want. I just want straight latte, by the way. I've never understood those flavors. Uh, In any case, uh, how many people are going to die with this?
0: I don't know. Is it any more involved than what people are already doing? I don't see many people
2: ordering food off their iPhones. Maybe they do. Here's what I I guarantee
0: you. What GM would say right now is, this is really designed for the passenger to do
3: that. Yeah, of course. Well, I know, like, I can't, I, and your, I don't know if your guys' cars are the same, but I can't touch, like, my navigation system if the car's moving. It'll only work if the car stopped. Yeah, there I are think, a lot yes. of functions that, that won't that. respond. Mine yeah.
0: does that.
2: Also, but when you go on Waze, Mm -hmm. For example, or anything, I'm not driving versus I'm a passenger and you have to press the button because it's so difficult to press I'm not driving. (laughs) That's true. Wait, you say people lie to an app? Uh, No, of course not. All right, we're done, guys. Uh, Coming up, Scott Pruitt resigns amongst his uh, scandals and some Supreme Court stuff. And uh, we're now talking about precedent. Is that strong or not? All right, a lot still coming up. KFI AM 640.
3: I've been watching you.
2: At I, I think of you. I want to be. Handle here okay, on baby. a uh, Friday morning. Uh,
0: big stories of recovery. Ah! Whoa, Bill, whoa, Bill, whoa. Bill. Oh,
3: my big God. Thing, Jeez, big thing, big
2: thing.
0: You scared the hell out of me. I know, I'm sorry. This is important. Oh, Free Movie right. Friday with Adam Tickets is back. Oh no! Call, I'm sorry. Call the ambulance. I'm having a heart attack. I'm, I'm having a heart. I'm having a heart attack. John and Alex thought it would be funny for oh, me to burst me in. in Are you denying that you thought it would be funny? Well, now I feel terrible. Oh, yes, good.
3: You should. That scared me too.
0: Please go on. It's. Fr- <laughs> Please. I'm so sorry. It's
2: okay. Let me calm down. My well, blood. My blood pressure. Well, at the pressure. hospital. You go to the movies. Yeah. Do you see me reacting? I to that? saw
3: your face. I thought, oh my God, what's oh, going on? Man. I thought someone was Color. gonna come in.
2: I thought the next thing was someone's was gonna come in with an AR-15 and shoot the place up.
3: Well, honestly, is it's all I heard was Wayne yelling, Bill, Bill, and I, I saw know. your face. I thought something was happening to you, <sighs> Handle. Come on. Right. All right, Wayne, please. Free <laughs> movie.
0: <laughs> it's free movie Friday with Adam Tickets. It's back. They're giving you a chance at free movie tickets. Text them now. Text the word reporter to Adam1, A T O M 1, for your chance to win. It's the Adam Tickets app where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends,
3: pre order. Handle is not one of yours.
0: (laughs) Pre order concessions all from your phone and skip the lines. Standard data and text messages rates may apply. Adam Tickets
2: for some reason i didn't think so it was too much is what you're saying i didn't think mm-hmm. i could care less about free adam tickets <laughs> i didn't think it was possible uh okay right oh. uh, let's oh. just oh. it's going to happen i know you hate this, oh. don't,
0: don't, touch gonna hug him? Hate this. don't
2: touch oh. me don't touch me oh. i don't want your He's cooties leave me alone so okay <laughs> oh i don't know
0: the and, right level oh uh, it's quite oh. all
2: right all right guys All right, the big stories that we're covering is uh, I'm about to go to the hospital. That's one big story. Uh, The heat certainly is a huge story as we're going to, all of us are going to die of uh, heat prostitution. And uh, the Thai rescue story, one of uh, the uh, Thai divers has died in the rescue attempt. Uh, Scott Pruitt, which I'm going to do right now, and the trade war started today, big time. Uh, Jennifer just did a story about a shipload of soybeans that missed the deadline, became 25 percent more expensive, probably 200 yards off of the Chinese port. It was
3: going so fast
2: they were trying,
3: trying, trying. Nope. Okay,
2: let me calm down a minute. Let me get my uh, my heart rate has to drop here. All right, Scott Pruitt has resigned EPA chief, and why did it take so long? Well, I'll tell you why it took so long, because Scott Pruitt was the most successful of all of Trump's picks in in terms of doing what Trump wanted him to do, and that is decimate the Environmental Protections Agency mandate and its power and its philosophy. Uh, now. The president stood by Pruitt for months because he was doing such a good job. Defended him against all the allegations. You know, there are more than a dozen individual scandals going on, investigations of excessive use of money and putting in, well, for example, what is $43,000 phone booth in his office? I didn't even know you could spend $43,000 on a phone booth. And why do you need a phone booth in the office? What, can't you just pick up the phone? Well, I'm assuming because of security. I'm assuming that it's uh, foreign interests that were listening in and national security was at stake when Pruitt said, you know, the gas mileage of 35 miles per gallon is going to kick in a couple of years. Never mind. We're getting rid of it. Wow. That's important stuff to know on a super secret phone line. So what has he done? Well, he's rewritten the EPA policies to limit what scientific studies can be used to justify agency regulations. Now, look at this. The studies that are done by science that has been used by the EPA, forget those. We're going to limit the use of them. I I, I guess we're going to go back to evolution didn't happen as far as the EPA is concerned. Curb settlements. Relax uh, uh, decades-old air uh, air pollution policy. Revise vehicle standards. Ease the rule aimed at boosting the safety of chemical facilities. Now, a lot of this was Obama-era stuff, and therefore anything that Obama pushed, of course, is bad in the world of Trump. And it doesn't matter if it makes sense. It's bad. I'm willing to bet today if, uh, for example, National uh, Safety Board, is that what they call it, um, uh, would uh, push for seatbelts, and Obama was part of it. The Trump administration said no seatbelts. Why? Well, because Obama was part of that, and Obama wanted that to happen. I mean, just crazy stuff. So uh, the president kept on defending, 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 and finally, after both sides of the aisle had big problems with uh, with uh, Pruitt and asked the White House to unload him, it finally happened. And you know when it happened? Uh, it happened uh, just about uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Let me get a look at the uh, here we go. It was April 7th. We go back to a tweet. Uh, Pruitt is doing a great job. And then uh, May 11th, same thing. And then on June 6th, saying the EPA is doing really, really well. Even in light of all of the allegations that have been made, Republicans and Democrats lining up against Pruitt. And then finally, June 15th, the death knell came, and it was just a matter of time. When the president said he was not happy about some of Pruitt's actions. And when the president is not happy about someone or something it's gone so Pruitt is out thank goodness we have someone in who is reasonable Andrew Wheeler who's a former coal lobbyist is coming in to protect the environment hey what can I tell you you can just kiss goodbye environmental protection laws although some of them have been crazy you have to admit that some of them are truly nuts So you swing one way, particularly here in California, and then you swing the other way. Where's the middle? It doesn't exist. All right, coming up, talking about the middle not existing, I want to talk to you a little bit about one of uh, the nominees, potential nominees for the Supreme Court, because she is uh, the poster child of precedence and flexibility when it comes to the court making a decision, because that seems to be a no-no too that's gone by way of history done we don't want flexibility kfi am 640 jennifer Jones. handle here on a friday july the 6th big stories we're covering the thai rescue story uh, former Navy Thai diver, uh, volunteered on his way back from the caves, died. He ran out of air. Ugh. Elon Musk is on his way uh, to Thailand. He's sending a bunch of engineers and equipment. Scott Pruitt resigns, a uh, trade war going balls to the wall. And boy, is it going to be hot today. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be hot. Not a Schwitz, but very hot. It's not schvitz, but it's hot I'll be swimming in my shorts. It's so hot. All right. Now, on Monday, we are going to hear the president announce his uh, nominee for the Supreme Court. And uh, the big issue uh, seems to be this Roe v. Wade business. Now, we know, and I think it's hilarious, where for some reason, uh, the uh Various Democrats are concerned, and you've got the uh, pro-choice people concerned about: Do we want a justice who might go and not overturn Roe v. Wade? Who are we kidding? Excuse me, it's just a question of how quickly it's going to be overturned. There may be a justice who won't even wait for a decision; he'll just walk in the door, smile, and go, "Hi, Roe v. Wade is gone." All the way to justices that will actually hear a case. Now, here is what's going on with uh, some of the inside baseball with uh, Roe v. Wade. And that is, in this particular, Susan Collins, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, who is a Republican, that's very important. And Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, also important, uh, also uh, a Republican, very important. Because they are, uh, one of them is necessary to go for the nomination, assuming that all the Democrats say no, thank you. And so here's what Susan Collins is insisting on, and that is to look at precedents, particularly the decision in Roe versus Wade. It is really important for the Supreme Court to look at what it has decided back in 1973, and that should control. You don't overcome precedents. Well, here's the problem with that argument it is tradition. Not to overcome precedents, But there is no rule that says you can't. As a matter of fact, the Supreme Court should be able to reverse itself. Otherwise, you don't have a court. A couple of big cases of history. Okay, 1896, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. Or is 1898. Right? Separate but equal. In other words, you can separate the races if you treat them equally. Supreme Court decision. Overturned. In 1954, uh, Brown versus Board of Education. There's no such thing as separate but equal. But wait a minute, how about precedence? 1898, how can you overturn it? Well, it was time. Here's another one. Supreme Court, 1942, upholds the Army's ability to take all the Japanese on the West Coast and put them into these detention camps. Supreme Court okayed it. Supreme Court wrote itself in a couple of decisions that it was one of the worst decisions in the history of the United States. And had there been a Japanese internee that was an internee after the war, the problem is no one ever brought it up because there were no internees left. Had there been a case, the court would have overturned it instantly. But wait a minute. Two years ago, three years ago, you decided one way. Precedence. See the problem? It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen, and the court has the ability to change its mind, and Collins and Murkowski, particularly Collins, is screaming, it. you have to look at precedence, and you have to stay with precedence. Well, you know what, uh, Senator Collins, you're right. We should have kept separate but equal. What was this crazy ass Brown versus Board of Education when all of a sudden the uh, races had to hang out together? Well, that's not the precedence I'm talking about. The precedence that I'm really talking about is Roe v. Wade. That's really the only precedence we should take, uh, we should, uh, in fact, pay attention to. Now, Amy uh, Coney Barrett, she's the most interesting of all of the nominees, even though she's not going to get it. When she was confirmed. For the appeals court, she sidestepped some direct questions about Roe. Uh, Because when you're sitting in front of the Judiciary Committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee, you spin like crazy. Well, I can't comment on that, Senator. Uh, That may be a case coming up. Uh, And she said, as a member of the federal appeals court, that she would follow all Supreme Court precedent without fail, and would regard a decision such as Roe v. Wade as binding precedent. Uh, now, she said that as an appeals court justice. Because she is bound by what the Supreme Court said. So, until the Supreme Court changes its mind, of course she's bound by precedent. The, court, the Supreme Court supersedes the appeals court, naturally. So, now it's a different animal. And then she added, I would never impose my own personal convictions upon the law. How is that possible, to be a judge, especially a Supreme Court justice, and not impose your personal opinions? How is that possible? It's impossible. You can't do it. In a talk in uh, 2013 in Notre Dame, she said it was very unlikely the high court would overturn the right to abortion. Well, think about it. Why? Why? Well, maybe because uh, uh, Anthony Kennedy, where there was no talk of him resigning. Hillary Clinton was going to be the president. And there was no way that Hillary Clinton was going to appoint a a new conservative member of the court. So, of course, it was unlikely the high court would overturn the right to abortion. I'll tell you what else was highly unlikely. Donald Trump becoming president of the United States. That's highly unlikely. So it changed completely. And because of her Catholic faith, and now we're talking about Barrett, uh, she got nailed for that. Feinstein said, this is during the hearing uh, for the appeals court position, that Barrett's religious beliefs and her writings made her a reliable vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. She said the dogma lives loudly within you, but uh, she said, oh, no, can't do that. I have to be bound by Roe v. Wade. Now she's not bound by anything other than her philosophy, her interpretation of the Constitution. And there is a huge constitutional argument against Roe v. Wade. I mean, a massive one a legitimate argument that Roe v. Wade should not be the law of the land because the right to privacy, of which it's based on, doesn't exist anywhere in the law. It has been made up. Based on what? Well, based on sort of what the Constitution sort of kind of means uh, because by osmosis, a penumbra is the language that was used to describe the right to privacy. And Scalia said, what are you talking about? You show me any any sign or any indication, any language about the right to privacy, I'll be more than happy to agree with you. There ain't none. Good arguments both ways. What's the bottom line? Uh, Roe v. Wade is gone. That's what the bottom line is? Uh, yeah. All right. Coming up, the uh, Supreme Court's biggest decision of 2018. It was a big year. Big year with the decisions. And that's just a start. KFI AM 640. Jennifer. Handle here on a a Friday, July the 6th, headlines that we're covering, uh, oh, hot today, boy, the temperatures are going to skyrocket today, records broken all over the place, Uh, the Thai rescue that's going on, bad story, Uh, heartbreaker, one of the uh, Navy divers who was there rescuing has died, uh, ran out of air with a scuba tank, and the trade war starts today with uh, the president, with the United States and China, so... A whole lot going on relative to yesterday, where nothing was going on. All right, we've been talking about the Supreme Supreme Court, and uh, awaiting the decision on Monday, who the nominee is going to be. Right now, the front run uh, front runner is Kavanaugh, who is an appeals court justice. As a matter of fact, all three of the front runners are appeals court justices, and uh, well, uh, Amy Coney Barrett has only been on the appeals court for about nine months so the general consideration the general thinking is even though she is very highly regarded uh, the uh, trump may just keep her on the appeals court and wait for the next go-round which uh, will be ruth bader ginsburg when she retires which i think is going to happen before the end of the first term and certainly if Trump wins on a second go-round, he'll absolutely be able... He may even have another couple of justices that he'll be able to nominate. So uh, let's talk what happened, uh, some of the biggest cases of 2018. Momentous year for the Supreme Court. It was a big one. The travel ban was probably the most uh, highly anticipated one, and this had, of course, to do on the president's ban on immigrants and refugees entering the U.S. from certain countries. The first two... Travel bans were blown out by the courts because it was deemed racist, unconstitutional, because the travel bans, according to the argument that the court bought, was that it was predicated on religion. That's it. Not a national security basis. Because the president has very wide-ranging powers. The courts are very leery to get involved in uh, in a decision of presidential policy. Very leery. So uh, it it takes something like this for the court court to overturn a presidential directive. Something like this means a decision to not allow people into the country based solely on religion. That's unconstitutional. So they changed it. Number three, turned it around. And effectively, the court said, okay, you got it on the third go-round. Why? Because you have people coming in from countries that are not Muslim. Chad, Iran, which is not, uh, Iran is not particularly, well, no, Iran is a Muslim country. I'm sorry, they're not Arabs. Uh, Iraq, Libya, North Korea is not Muslim. Venezuela is not Muslim. Therefore, the argument is this was a legitimate national security issue and not based on a hatred towards Islam. All right, court bought it. There you go. One for Trump. Rack one up. The uh, the masterpiece cake decision. And this was uh, the uh, Colorado Baker versus the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. Now, it is described as the Baker winning because he wouldn't make a wedding cake for a same-sex couple because it went against his religious belief. That really isn't a big decision. First of all, it was very narrow. It only had to do with that one case. And I just went back because it was the Colorado Civil Rights Commission that allowed the case to go forward. The way it works whenever you're dealing these discriminatory, uh, discriminatory cases, and a lot of uh, the states are different, is it has to be okayed by the Civil Rights Commission before it goes to court. And the Civil Rights Commission decided that the baker did not have a constitutional right to to not provide a wedding cake for the same-sex couple. Well, the court said the commission's decision was based on religion or anti-religion. Therefore, that doesn't fly. Now, there are some cases going up. And which way do you think they're going to go? I'll tell you right now, considering the new court. uh, Freedom of religion is going to be given just a wide berth. Uh, it's going to be an easy one for people to argue religious freedom. I will not insert name of service here because of my religious beliefs. Now, there's going to be a limit to that. Obviously, it's not going to be you can't serve anyone. Uh, even the baker said, I'll be more than happy to serve a uh, cake, uh, just not for a same sef- uh, a cake that I create for a same-sex couple. This won't do it. It's against my religious belief. I'll sell them anything else. I'll sell it for a party, I just won't sell it for a marriage. And the court certainly will back that one up. Uh, There was a big one on sales tax, where I totally agree with the court. And that is that states could require retailers to collect sales tax on online-only transactions. Before that, uh, the states could only collect sales tax from an online vendor if the online vendor had a brick-and-mortar in the state. Well, a lot of, uh, no, there's a lot of companies that don't have brick and mortars in the state. Oh, I don't know, Amazon maybe? And a few other ones? So up until this decision, no sales tax, which is hilarious, is, oh, good, I love this. What the retailers did, their argument for not charging sales tax was not to help them It was to help the states because it's too complicated to collect sales tax. We're on the state side. Huh? Really? Wow. So here in California, for example, you go online, uh, there's not going to be an automatic 10% discount. And then uh, in the one that I also agree with the Supreme Court is the public sector unions. The court ruled that requiring public employees that have to pay union fees or the equivalent of union fees, because they're getting the benefit of uh, the collective bargaining agreement, don't have to pay. They can't be forced to join the union, which has been uh, that settled law, and they can't be forced to pay the equivalent because to the union, because the union goes out and cuts a deal and bargains for them too. And it's not a question of uh, the unions billing these workers, It's a question of the employer taking the money out of the paycheck and giving it to the unions. So a lot of people were pissed off, and the court went totally against the unions and the argument the unions have is it totally decimates us. Yes, it does, but you can't force people, you can't force them to join or to pay you the equivalent. All right, coming up, investing in gaming is becoming a huge huge deal and if, and I'm personally involved with this because my my daughter who is in Toronto right now at one of these conventions and what's going on across the street from the studio I'll I'll come in with that one too. All right, Jennifer Jones Lee,
3: you want to finish it up for today's show. I would love to, but someday I think you should come in in one of your daughters. Costumes. She, doesn't, the do, cosplay she costumes? doesn't do
2: cosplay anymore.
3: Oh, she doesn't. No, no. Well, but still, she's got to have a lot yeah. of leftover costumes. Now,
2: my wife does cosplay. Okay, that's weird. Uh, yeah. She uh, goes to these costume uh, parties uh, in a bikini and goes as a roadmap.
3: You know? Uh, so she has a
2: varicose, a varicose vein issue.
3: You know? I'm going to start the news now. <laughs> my own fault for engaging okay. you.
0: It's not just a schwitz. It's Schwitzmania. It's going to be hot, but
2: not a Schwitz. Oh, yeah, very hot. Way north of 100 uh, degrees uh, here in the uh, valley, and I don't care where you live. Even in Santa Monica, it's going to be in the 80s, so uh, no good. No good. Jump in the water, you can poach an egg. I mean, it's pretty bad. All right, finishing the show uh, with uh, gaming. And I'm personally involved in gaming because my daughter, uh, she is a gamer beyond comprehension. And she is right now in Toronto at uh, the International Toy and Video Game Convention. She goes to every single one of these conventions uh, because that's what she does most of the day. She's dark. Oh, people tune in just to watch her game. Very dark. Depraved. Depraved. Not kind. Gee, I wonder where she gets that, huh? People say. And uh, she's at, uh, if you want to go in, uh, why don't I give her a plug? Uh, Pretty Poison 105 at Twitch. No, uh, yeah, Twitch. uh, I think it's just at Twitch TV. Anyway, so what's going on is uh, that uh, gaming has now become a poster child of uh, investments, And if you look at how gaming is exploding, for example, TV revenue last year fell by 8%. Gaming increasing at an annual rate of almost 11%. China, game sales are climbing 14%. And you've got massive numbers uh, with these games. Grand Theft Auto V, which has been around, well, it's been published uh, for by Take Two Interactive, just became the highest-grossing entertainment release, entertainment release across the board of all time. 90 million units sold since 2013 when it was brought to market, uh, and that's just Grand Theft Auto V. If you look at the uh, the Grand Theft Auto franchise, it's six billion dollars. Nothing else has come close. So people are going, they're throwing money at it because it's, it's growing so quickly in front of our eyes. Across the street from our studio is Blizzard. They have they built a gaming stadium. And we've talked about this before. And this, a lot of us who are not teenagers or 20 years old or even 30 years old, we have a difficult t- wrapping t- time wrapping our heads around this. And that is hundreds of people, thousands of people sitting in a stadium watching gaming teams, guys at usually guys. I don't know if there's any girls on the major teams uh, watching them play video games, one against the other. And you say, I don't get it. But when you go to major chess tournaments, you know, world championship chess tournaments, uh, Bobby Fischer, uh, Fischer against Kasparov, for example. Auditoriums full of people, televised, an auditorium full of people, very oh, you can't talk, very hushed. And then you have the big screen, the jumbo screen, up above them. and that's exactly what happens at these games, although uh, there's nothing quiet about them. Uh, there's a lot of noise. Uh, there's a lot of action as people are at their video games. and it is really extraordinary to watch. And uh, it's, it's the monetization, which I don't understand. Now, the professional gaming teams, I understand. Because you've got these companies that are in the billions of dollars of revenue. And they're putting up the prize money. And you have sponsors. And it's, uh, you have contests across the street where prize money is north of a million dollars. I mean, there are people next door. These kids who play, and they are kids. Some of them are teenagers who are playing these video games that are making two, three $300,000 a year, if not more. That ain't bad for a 17-year-old just for being one of the great uh, gamers out there. Now, it becomes pretty rarefied uh, air because it's just a question of who goes to the top, and they're playing against each other, and they are really, really good. So that's one way that they're marketing, and they're monetizing it. Uh, The other way is the stream system itself, where even when these games, video games, are free on the Internet, uh, they sell all kinds of goods, merchandise through the games. People who play them can upgrade, which I don't understand how they do that. Why would you pay? My daughter does this. Why would you pay for a neat costume? On your video game character, I mean, do you really care what John does oh yeah, overwatch fortnite oh yeah and you pay money to have a guy in a blue cloak instead of a red one well,
0: it's more than that it's like has all to right be... blue cloak with diamonds on it there you go or like rubies or like a pickaxe like in fortnite how you have different shades of pickaxes and how old are you 25 Wow. Wow.
2: I can see a 12-year-old doing that, but there's that, and then there's the donation part of it, which uh, everybody has, and that is people that watch Pamela, for example, They'll there's a donation button, and they'll just give her money. Just give her money. There isn't a night at our house when we don't get a buzz saying someone's at the gate, Someone's going to come up to your front door, and it's a food delivery company. And she gets dinner delivered to her by some of her fans or one of her fans every single night of the week. I don't get it. But I'll tell you, it's big money. It is big money, and it's going to get bigger. And it's uh, for anybody involved in the world of investment or finance or economics, which I'm fascinated by, as you know... Uh, It's a joy to watch an industry that did not exist just explode. It's like at the turn of the last century, watching the car industry become an industry. Watching airlines, watching the manufacture of aircraft, watching the computer industry created. And now we're in the middle of watching an industry that's going to explode, that's worldwide, and it's going to become a big, big player. All right coming up mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon I think they're back on Monday if I'm not mistaken and uh I'll be back again on Monday tomorrow morning handle on the law starting at 6 a.m marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case have a good one everybody handle in the morning crew this is Kfi am 640.